If you're an occupational therapist looking to develop your skills in hand therapy, this podcast is for you. Your host, Huang Tron, occupational therapist and certified hand therapist turned serial entrepreneur with her own therapy clinic in Miami. Huang is an author and successful coach helping occupational therapists get jobs, develop their skills, and become certified hand therapists so they can become experts in their area. Huang works with occupational therapists from across the United States and around the world. She talks about everything from hand therapy skills, career development, leadership skills, money mindset, and business. You too can become an expert certified hand therapist, business owner, and have more choices in your career. Subscribe now. Hey, hey, party people. I am currently hiding in my son's room so that we can talk about how you can evaluate your energy level so you can move your career and your and your life essentially forward. <laughs> so if this is the first time you're seeing me, my name is Huang. I'm an occupational therapist, certified hand therapist, and I ran a poll the other day about who's draining your energy at work. So I help occupational therapists become hand therapist, become certified hand therapist, and I'm just here to, you know, talk to you a little bit about what's draining your energy. Because I understand like in the hand therapy space, it can be really competitive. And I think it's a little bit more than just hand therapy. I think like occupational therapists in general can have some of these issues. But since I help hand therapists specifically or people who want to get into hand therapy, just want to go over a couple of things. And so if you're on here, let me know. Say hello. I was going to do this in my office, but that's okay. Sort of ran out of time, but I wanted to come on because I thought it was really interesting. I had about, let's see, 42% of you guys voted that work was draining your energy. And 9% of you said that friends and family were draining your energy. And then 49% of you guys said that it's you, like you feel burnt out. So... I want to come on and just really kind of address some of these areas so that I can give you essentially some questions and some strategies on what you potentially could do to really just get yourself out of that rut. Because I think part of it is like if you if you can't control your energy or you're kind of feeling lost and burnt out, it's really hard to move forward as a therapist, right? It's really hard to move forward and to think about becoming a certified hand therapist and really just loving what you do. And we just spend way too much time doing what we do as therapists to like feel really shitty and to not enjoy what we do. So I'm a really huge fan of enjoying what you do becoming really good at what you do so you just feel more like motivated and passionate so they can go hand in hand it's not that you're passionate about something and then you can become really good about it you know with it sometimes you just have to do the work have to put the work in to get better and then from there see the how it really energizes you and gives you passion to do even more like we all started at some point at the beginning coming out of school doing absolutely nothing as an occupational therapist trying to get into very specific jobs or into very specific areas 
and then we have to build and build and build our skills right and so in order to build our skills in a way that's just valuable to us and valuable to our family it's just evaluate your energy and where it's going and how do you kind of keep some of that so since 42 percent of you guys said it was work that was draining your energy i essentially wrote down three questions that you can keep in mind right so I'm gonna go through them one at a time. So if your work is draining your energy, ask yourself, do you like what you do, right? Do you like what you do? Like the actual, maybe not the actual being an OT, but maybe your setting, maybe, yeah, your setting, like what you actually do on a day-to-day basis. I will tell you that when I first came out of OT school, because I I didn't I didn't love it, you know I kind of like I was like oh shit I just spent six years getting a master's degree I'm like I'm not sure I really love this profession, <laughs> shit. Just if you're there, I've been there, been there, done that, right? So just think about, do I really like what I do? And then the second question I would implore you to ask yourself is, do you like where you work? So for me. I did like where I worked. I liked the company I worked. I liked the hospital. I liked the people. I just I wasn't sure about what if I liked what I did. And this is why the third question is really important. Do you feel like you are good at what you do? And if you answer that realistic, like honestly with yourself, do you feel like you're good at what you do? When you're first starting doing something, you don't feel that great. You don't feel really good doing what you're doing. Then circle back to that first question, which is, do you like what you do? And keep in mind, if you're not really good at what you're doing, maybe that's the thing that causes you to not like what you're doing. So is it possible if you started to develop your skills and got better at what you're doing as a therapist, as an occupational therapist, as a hand therapist, would you like more what you did on the day-to-day basis we're helpers where we want to help people we want to make an impact in someone's life and we make an impact in someone's life when we get good at what we do and then because we get good at what we do funny enough we start to like what we do so three years four years in acute care first year in skilled nursing I was I was fine with that and then I went into acute care you know kind of fumbled around did better started to develop skills and I did enjoy I did like certain things about care actually towards the end of it I really I got really good in acute care and I I did enjoy it I like the fast-pacedness I like the hustle and bustle of a busy hospital of a busy nurse station of the kind of like the crisis sometimes <laughs> that happened the more kind of a severe case or an injury sometimes you get the most reward but you get a very fast I talk about feedback loops right you get very quick feedback loops from acute care patients because you do something and you get immediate feedback that there is a result or that there is improvement for the most part there's a lot of some kind of positive feedback that can come and sometimes you get really addicted to that positive like fast short feedback loops but so I would, you know, I would ask these three questions. Do you like what you do? Do you like where you work? 
And do you feel like you're good at what you do? And then it's from those questions that could really help you in terms of how to protect your energy at work. Because if you're not that good at what you're doing, you might want to take some classes, you want, might want to join a mentorship program, take an online class, take a in-person class. Gotta be picky and choosy about some of the classes, you know, especially online, make it valuable to you. I don't always go with cheap because sometimes those classes aren't as valuable, you know? So just kind of keep things in mind, like in terms of taking things that help you grow very specific skills, right? And then think about where, you know, if you don't like where you work, sometimes that can be draining. I had one job. I only had one job. I was very, I'm very lucky. I recognize that. I only had one job that I just didn't love where I worked. I love the setting. I really like the people. I really like the patience, the kind of patience I got. But I didn't love the company that I was working with. And that drained me. So I hated going to work. When I got to work, I enjoyed it because the patients made me feel good. I helped them. I was good at what I did. But I didn't, I didn't love going into work. And that was a big deal for me. So then you might have to make some changes about, you know, what you need to do, right? All right, so friends and family, only 9% brave 9% souls that came on and told me that those people are draining your energy. And let's be honest, thank you so much for voting that way because it's hard to say it because those are the people that we love and we care about. But sometimes those are the people who like hurt us the most, right? I totally get it on your side there. Sometimes friends and families can really be draining. So I'm gonna give you an example. Sometimes when you're preparing for the exam, like if you're an occupational therapist and you have the years and the hours and you're ready to sit for the exam, sometimes telling them what you want to do, it can actually, you know, like their comments, their questions or their doubts or things that they say they don't they don't even think anything of it but sometimes those are the comments that kind of hurt the most you know so i would ask you you know oh another example would be maybe you're telling them about some stuff work like having to do with work and i would say what are you telling them because if you for example, want to become a certified hand therapist, but in one sentence, say you want to become a certified hand therapist and then make excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse to say like, this is the reason why I can't do it. And then when someone says back to you, oh, for whatever reason that they doubt that you can do it, or maybe why, why bother, you know, kind of like statements that might be a little bit hurtful, I would then kind of be like, why not? You know, what are you saying to people that can that can bring those kind of comments forward? It's not to say that it's your fault. It's not, you know, just this sometimes you're not doing anything wrong <laughs> and they just make comments. I, you know, I got some of those people, but just something to keep in mind. Sometimes I I don't share as much in detail. Sometimes I might not like if I say I want to do something. I might not share my doubts about something about it because I don't want someone to make comments to hold me back. Especially when you're doing something big and brave. Deciding to study for the CHT exam is, you know, being bold and brave just because 
it does take a lot of your time. It takes a lot of your commitment to study, to say no to things so you can say yes to the exam, so you can say yes to, you know, getting the letters and advancing your career. I mean, to be honest, you take the exam, you pass once, you have it for the rest of your career. So if you're interested in advancing yourself in that way, you know, you want to sound confident, you want to make that commitment so that there's, I guess, like no doubt from other people so that they're not making off like side comments that might sound like they're discouraging, right? So happened to me when I was thinking about taking the exam, I might, I would tell people because you sort of get kind of excited, but you're doubtful if it's possible. And then people would always make comments like, oh, you know, it's really hard. Oh, it's this and that. Oh, you have to study a lot, you know, and or, you know, this happened with a supervisor or, you know, a therapist like he didn't pass. And so he had like little off comments to me like, you know that were not very encouraging and I looked up to him you know and I don't think he meant it in a bad way it really but he was projecting his own experience and feelings about it so I would just say you know kind of be careful uh, especially when you're trying to do something big and brave and bold like you know make a decision to sit you know and, and make a decision to study to sit for the exam right so if you're someone who's making that decision now and you want to not if you want if you want to know what's available and you want to know you know a program like the hand exam prep program can help you prepare for it definitely leave me send me a message and we can you know we can talk about it and say like are you ready for it and I'll ask you a few questions about it because really you do want to make a commitment in terms of time and in terms of a commitment because once you start studying you just want to study and like do it you know don't drag it out just get it done right <laughs> all right so nine brave souls said that it was friends and family <laughs> all right so it's me i'm burnt out and that's why i have no energy and that's 49% of you guys, 49% of you guys said that you're burnt out. So if you're burnt out, I have three questions, three burning questions that I have for you. And that is, are you overwhelmed with what you're doing and where your skills need to be, right? So are you overwhelmed with where you currently are working but where you think your skills need to be because there's a mismatch in where you are and where you want to be and that gap is the overwhelmed gap and sometimes when that gap is really huge it can it can drain your energy it can really drain your energy so for example when you're first starting out in hand therapy and you don't know shit from shit let's just be honest with each other you are just faking it until you make it it can be really overwhelming because that learning gap is just so huge and that can cause some burnout unless you get help unless you get help and mentorship and someone who can help you think through stuff, help you go over cases so that you don't feel overwhelmed and alone. And that is one of the biggest ways that you can kind of like close that gap faster and faster by 
doing it with someone versus trying to do it alone. All right? Because you want to conserve your energy so that you can continue to learn. But when that gap is really huge, the burnout is very possible. <laughs> All right. So another reason, another question I would say ask yourself about is, are you bored? Are you so good? Are you so good at what you do that you're just bored? Because you can do what you're doing with your eyes closed. Now, I was in, you know, worked in a skilled nursing facility, kind of low level types of things. And I was bored. And so sometimes when you're bored or you feel like you're so good, I don't think I was so good that I could do my thing with my eyes closed. I was just bored with what I was doing and where I felt like I really wasn't improving my skills. And so if you're in a place of boredom, that can cause burnout. And I actually was talking to a new grad therapist who had been out of school for a year. And she told me she was like, you know, kind of her situation, her work situation. And she was just like, I'm just so burnt out, right? And one of the things I challenged her on was this question. Are you bored? Because if you're not learning, you might be bored. We've been in school, right? We've been from elementary, middle school, high school, and at some point we went to college and we went to graduate school. And the whole time, you're just from semester to semester, to, you're constantly learning, you're constantly doing something new. And then all of a sudden, you get a job. We're adulting now, and we're doing the same shit over and over so that we can get better, so that we can get good at what we're doing. But because we're not getting that dopamine hit of something new all the time, and we're not challenged to learn something new, we could be bored and boredom can lead to burnout, right? So number one is when your skills gap is too wide, too great, that could lead to, to burnout. The other thing that could lead to burnout is on the other end of the spectrum, which is boredom. I say pretty much everything is on a bell curve. You're on one end or you're on the other and you're going down into that like downward slope, right? So I, I would ask yourself these questions. This is, these are like you reevaluating, you know, your energy level and where you want to be, right? All right, the last one, which is really huge when it comes to it's you, you're burnt out. So you have to be very honest with yourself with this one. Do you have any direction in your life or in your career? You have to be really honest with yourself because when when you're, again, we've been in school, we're in school for a really long time. We're in school for a really long time and we are always told from one class to the next class, we're, we're being directed 100%. You go to graduate school, you're being told exactly what to do, you're being told exactly where to go and for how long, right? So all of a sudden you come out of school and nobody is telling you what to do. You get to tell yourself what to do. And so, 
a lot of times what happens is, you know, we've been held accountable. We've been told to focus this whole time. All of a sudden, nobody is telling you what to do. You have to know what direction or what path you want to take your career. And if you don't have one, could you just be working, going in this little circle, not sure what to do, and feeling burnt out because you have absolutely no direction? You're essentially driving in circle, you're lost, and now you're running out of gas, right? Have an honest conversation with yourself. Do I have direction? So for somebody who, let's say, I've worked with people and it has, it doesn't always have to do with how busy you are at work, right? It really doesn't because I've worked with somebody that was so like super busy and then she was super slow and she was still burnt out right i've seen that heard that worked with it it didn't matter if it was slow if it was busy they were just burnt out and i if i looked at those three questions one of the reasons why that person was burnt out is because they were just they didn't know what the hell they wanted to do right just pick something and do it but but they're they just didn't know they're so indecisive about what to do because you can you can have that same person in that same role in the same busyness and like whew, energy level through the roof. Oh my god, I can't believe that I worked all day, saw so many patients, like it was go 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 and I can't believe I still have so much energy right now. I was like, "Holy shit." <laughs> you do. That's amazing. Why? Because then bring it back to if you like what you do and you start to feel that you're really good at what you're doing and you like where you work already boosts your levels of energy. And the the overwhelm gap, there's there's a gap. There's always a gap. Always know that there should be a little gap between where you currently are and where you want to be. There should be a little gap because that's what drives you to want to do more, right? That's what gives you that, like you always wanna have like a certain amount of ambition toward that, like being better, honing your craft, however you wanna do it. But when you're not totally overwhelmed, but you're not bored and you have direction in your life, what? Your gas tank will be so full, right? You're like a hybrid car, like I got so much energy. and so much energy I couldn't even do anything I can you know I really want to be a hand therapist I really want to be a certified hand therapist and this is where I see my career going and I know some of you guys might not have all the answers but if you have an inkling if you have an inkling that you you know you want to do something just go for it just go for it and I say that because there's a lot of people who tell me that they want to sit and become a certified hand therapist and the problem is, is like they want to do it, but they're so scared. They want to do it because, but they're overwhelmed with the amount of reading they have to do. They're overwhelmed with the amount of studying of the amount of topic. You know, how are they going to do it alone? And I'm just here to tell you, you don't have to do it alone. It does not have to be overwhelming. And there are programs 
just like the hand exam prep program that are out there to save you time, to fill your energy cup, to take the overwhelm out. So if you're interested in studying for the hand exam prep, I mean, for the hand therapy exam this November, you know, send me a message. We are six months away from November. <laughs> and now is a great time to start studying. Like now is a great time, sorry, to get serious about your studying, right? And if you are thinking, I want to do it in May of 2023, I do have a lot of people in the program that start a year out, right? A year, a year out from the May exam. And if you have any questions around that and how, how I can help you potentially prepare for to sit for the exam, let's have a conversation. You can, you can send me a message and let's get some direction in your life so that you can, um, you know, fill up your energy tank. Let's, let's bridge that gap of overwhelm from where you are to where you want to be. Let's bridge that gap so that it's possible for you to do everything that you said you want to do without draining your, your like depleting yourself completely. A lot of people talk about self-care and they talk about going to get massages, going to get their nails done, going on vacation. All of those things are wonderful and they should be done because you enjoy them. Not necessarily because they're going to constantly fill your cup, you know. Those are just small little things that give you little drops of, of energy. But they, it's like, it's like a massage. Just going and enjoying a massage. But when you have true injury and true pain, I always say like you want to get to the root cause of that, that pain so that you can enjoy your massage better, right? So if you're feeling burnt out and you're feeling like your energy is drained, Let's get to the root cause of why that is draining your energy so that when you do go do these fun things like go get a massage, go get your nails done, hang out with your girlfriends, you know, that kind of stuff. Like you enjoy that so much more because your 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 tank is full, you know, your tank is full. So they like top off your gas. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> anyway. So those are the three major areas where people were telling me that they were feeling that their energy was being drained. And, you know, go back and listen to those questions. There's three questions with each one for the work. It's do you like your, do you like what you do? Do you like where you work? And do you feel like you are good at what you do? Those are the three questions for the work component and then the three questions for the it's you you're burnt out ask yourself and answer honestly are you overwhelmed with what you do and where you your skills need to be because they don't match right now the gap is too wide are you bored with what you're doing that's a really good question to ask yourself too and three is do you have any direction in your life and in your career answer those things honestly and i would love love to hear your feedback you can leave a comment in the comment section or you can send me a message in my dm Alrighty, all right perfect i hope you enjoyed this conversation I've had this conversation with my own team, so I'm happy to be able to bring it to you just as if you were on my team as well. All right, so enjoy your night and we'll talk again soon. Thanks. Bye.
become the critical thinker, problem solver, and decision maker so that you can help any patient that comes your way and skyrocket your career in hand therapy. <laughs> 